It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! Welcome to a Blessed to Play Collegiate Spotlight Show. My guest today is Mackenzie Weber. She played four years of volleyball in the Big 12 at Kansas State. She was a defensive specialist, did quite well there. And also, many in her family are part of the K-State athletic family. We'll talk more about that, but I want to welcome Mackenzie Weber to Bless to Play. Mackenzie, it's great to have you on. Yes, thanks for having me. Now, before we get into your athletic career at K-State, as I mentioned in the opening, you have a brother, a father, uh, I think two brothers who've played at K-State. Your father played there as well, but now is a radio analyst for Kansas State football. So this is quite a, uh, a, a Kansas State following, if you will. How did this start out from the very beginning? Uh, yes. So my dad did play and was a starting quarterback at K-State in the early 80s. And then my mom actually ran track for a year and then became a cheerleader. So they met kind of. I kind of joke around the stereotypical cheerleader football romance. Um, but then right after college, my dad got an offer to be a, the radio analyst, and he took it. And so he's been doing it for almost 32 years, as long as they've been married. And we've had season tickets because of that, and we have just been falling in love with K-State football. And so naturally, we had, jokingly, no choice but to go to K-State because we've led purple from the beginning. And yeah, quite a coach there in football, Bill Snyder, for many years. What a definitely a Hall of Fame coach and really left his mark on Kansas State football. But let's talk about volleyball. Okay, you go to high school in Overland Park, Kansas, and like you mentioned, you had some talent, but you you felt you had to go to Kansas State, but you didn't get a scholarship uh, off the bat. In fact, you had to play club volleyball. So was there any schools that had interest in you and perhaps wanted to offer you a scholarship? So talk about that decision-making process. Yes, actually, I signed my senior year to University of Central Missouri at Division II school, and I, well, honestly, I just played every sport in college. My dad didn't let us specialize in a sport as it's very common now to play club of volleyball and then play in the fall all year round. I played basketball, and that just limited my time in club volleyball and exposure, but I got an offer, and I signed just because I wanted to play volleyball in college. But luckily, with my connections with my father, we were in contact with Susie Fritz, who's still the coach there today. Um, and they said they didn't have a spot to walk on that fall, but if I was interested in K-State, please contact me if I end up going. So I played a fall club just to keep my skills in check, and then I contacted them in the spring, and they had an open tryout for me and said I could walk on. All right, I want to talk about this special day, because not only you try to make a team as a walk-on, but your brother... Uh, I believe, uh, did as well on the football team. And it came today where you and uh, your brother were going to get a gift, let's put it that way, where both of you were offered scholarships, I believe on the same day, Mackenzie, but tell us this incredible story of both of you trying to make the team, but uh, make the team as a walk-on, but then are offered scholarships. Yes, so my little brother walked on, and so did my older brother, and then I did too. And we all earned scholarships by the end of it, which is pretty miraculous. Um, And we just 
a tribute to our hard work and effort and good attitudes and love for K-State. And so it was my senior year, and it was just two-a-days preseason. Everything's normal. And ironically, actually, I was really sitting with a hard decision to see if I wanted to stay and play volleyball my um, last semester because I'd graduate in December, and I didn't know if I wanted to do it because I played a couple games, but was looking like I'd maybe not be starting, and I just didn't know. And I remember praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, I think I'm good enough to start. I think I'm good enough to be on scholarship because of my work ethic and what I bring as leadership to this team. And I asked him if those all things can come true, and every single one did, in a way that I didn't expect, out, honestly. Um, and so I got called into the office after our morning practice, not thinking anything of it, just thought me the coach wanted to talk about some things with the seniors, and it was just me. And then she just kept talking and then said, I want to offer you a scholarship. And I was like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. And I just kind of was dumbfounded. Just more of the fact that, like, this is what I've always wanted and I knew I could achieve and what I asked the Lord to give me, and he did. Um, and it was just so beautiful. And then I called my father on our little, like, we had to our break for next practice. And I was calling him, and he was just so ecstatic. Ecstatic, and then I didn't know actually that my brother, an hour later, my little brother got called into in the coach's office across campus to get a full ride scholarship. And he's a sophomore, retro sophomore, so he's the most athletic in the family, so we knew he was going to get it. But uh, eventually, and so it was really joyful and just what a gift to have both of us get on the same day. But actually, I didn't know my little brother got it because I texted him right away after I called my father and said, I got a full ride scholarship. And he was so happy for me, and I called my older brother, who was also just, like, coaching, of course, with my little brother, just going through the two-a-day life, and they were all so excited and celebrating for me, and then, ironically, I woke up the next morning, and I got a group message from a really good family friend of ours celebrating me, Landry, um, for our scholarships, and Stanton for his hard work, and, like, example of the brother, and I called him, like, five minutes later, I was like, are you kidding me? You didn't tell me you got a scholarship? And he goes, yeah, I got an hour after you. I just didn't want to ruin your day. I was like, that would have made it so much better. Uh, so, my, it was really sweet, but also my brother just wanted to play the humble card, I guess, and make me look bad in some ways. Now, do you ever remind your dad, you, and your siblings about how much money that you saved your parents at K-State by getting these scholarships? Um, more he reminds us that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he reminds us every, that a lot. He's, he's like, oh, it's good that you guys work hard and that uh, we're appreciated for our hard work. <laughs> it makes us save money for your wedding. He does that a lot to me as a girl. <laughs> yeah, very well put. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Mackenzie Weber. She played volleyball at Kansas State for the Wildcats in the Big 12. And let's talk about playing volleyball in the Big 12. Obviously, it's a strong level of competition. Tell us about some of your rivals and tell us some of those uh, meaningful moments that stick out in your mind after playing for four years for K-State. Yes, um, I think it's just crazy playing as KU growing up as a K-State fan. All you mm-hmm. imagine is playing KU. In my senior year, we won the fifth match by two points, um, and that was a big one at home. And then also my freshman year when I wasn't playing yet, but we were actually we're so we're ranked in the top 16 of teams um, for the NCAA tournament that we got to host. And we went to our um, Bramland. We don't play in our basketball arena, but we had to play at the basketball arena. And we had the largest crowd for the first and second round games um, for the big NCAA tournament. And so that was just fantastic. The um, I can never forget the um, just the feel and electricity that was there that night. And we played Ohio, the Ohio State University 
Um, too bad we lost, but it was just an incredible experience to host an NCAA uh, round. And also just playing against um, Texas at home and uh, taking them to four and just all those very big games. And uh, my last game against Texas Tech was probably statistically my best game ever, and it was just always so surreal just to be there uh, and playing against these big names that I've grown up with. Now, from what I understand, you are you have perfected the dig, and you're you're known as a defensive specialist. Did, did this evolve in college, or were you one in high school? Yes, I was one in high school. Also, um, I was the lead libero in high school and defense specialist uh, for a very successful high school team, Bishop Age. We won many state titles. It was really fun. Now, you were an academic all-Big 12 first team on two separate occasions, the Big 12 commissioner's honor roll on, I think, four separate occasions. But your major kind of caught my eye, Mackenzie, the bakery science. And uh, I, I, I know you could cook an app, uh, a good pie, but tell us what a bakery science is all about. Yes, um, it's very unique. I get that a lot. It's the only major offer in the whole country, and it's only at K-State. So it's a specialized food science, I call it, and it's based on grain. So I deal with um, grain products. And what it really is is the study of how to work in a factory and mass-produce grain-based products. Um, and I wanted to become a pastry chef with my original dream, but I wanted a four-year career, um, well, degree mostly. And my mom found this, and I took gamble, and I ended up falling in love with, uh, yeah, kind of baking bread it was and the science behind it. Now, I know when you're playing uh, competitive D1 uh, sports, uh, nutrition is certainly paramount, but it sounds like you have a sweet tooth. Did you deviate from a strict nutritional diet while you played at K-State? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if I deviated a lot, but when you make cookies for your six-hour lab, <laughs> you kind of have to eat your experiment or you can't write a lab report. <laughs> Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting once again with Mackenzie Weber, played in the Big 12 volleyball for the Kansas State Wildcats. And uh, I want to talk about academics in more serious mode. I mean, you, you really committed yourself to the classroom, and I, I ask a lot of collegiate students about the discipline involved. And, and some say it's, it's actually easier for athletes because they have to be focused and you don't have much downtime. Did you feel you missed out on the, the social part of college being a Division One athlete and also uh, being so good with your grades? No, actually, I didn't. I also was a part of a sorority, um, so I lived in my sorority all years of my college, which I think really helped just balance life between being an athlete and also just normal students every day. Um, it was kind of funny. I would look around, I would come home, and they'd be like, they didn't know I had a volleyball game, and I'd be like, all sweaty. And like, oh, why are you so sweaty? I'm like, oh, I just play Texas. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's always fun to be humbled in that way. But yeah, I think because of that life balance, I just learned how to take my priority and if anything else that most athletes probably told you, you will always have to make a good priority list and know what needs to get done first. Um, and then what can be done last or what can be waited until tomorrow so you can have a good mental health rest and balance. Uh, and I think that's what I really understood as an athlete all my life. And then also, as you have already expressed, I've had brothers who's older, my dad, um, who've already succeeded at academics. They also were very good at their academic career and they taught me really, Whenever I had a moment of stress or I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, I'd call my brother and he'd be like, okay, we can see like, what really matters today, what test is going to be harder, this one or that one, spend more time there. And I was like, okay. So I always had a good support system to help me out. Well, the competitive environment within your family, how did your dad approach sports and, uh, 
and making you the best that you can be. What was his uh, approach to getting the best out of you growing up and introducing you to sports in general? Yeah, well, it's was on everywhere. Whenever we're watching TV, we're watching the news or ESPN or some type of sports. So it just naturally was ingrained. Um, but my dad really loved uh, like the 30 on 30s at ESPN, and he always told me, and he always thinks it's very interesting, a lot of successful coaches had a successful face and were very involved in their face and had a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. And he always just somehow integrated that into our conversation so naturally and says that, like, do you see these characteristics? Do you see the work ethic? Like, this is what it takes to be successful as a human in general. And also sports gives you a natural way of handling adversity and learning how to work hard every day, even when you don't get the results you want. Um, and I just really feel like my dad taught me, most importantly, um, the true meaning of humility in the sense that he taught me that every day you got to work hard and give your best. And if you did that and didn't leave anything behind, you should never be embarrassed. You should never be disappointed in yourself and give all glory to God because it's the opportunity he gave you. And I feel like that is how I succeeded in all of us in our life. Yeah, I want to talk more about that. We're going to step out. But on the other side, I want to talk about Christian teaching through sports growing up and how you developed a deep prayer life uh, in college. When a lot of college students are getting away from that, you gravitated to prayer. And we're going to talk more with Mackenzie Weber on the other side when Blessed to Play returns after this. A prayer for our priests. You came from among us to be for us one who serves. We thank you for ministering Christ to us and helping us minister Christ to each other. We are grateful for the many gifts you bring to our community, for drawing us together in worship, for visiting us in our homes, for comforting us in sickness, for showing us compassion, for blessing our marriages, for baptizing our children, for confirming us in our calling, for supporting us in bereavement, for helping us to grow in faith, for encouraging us to take the initiative, and for helping the whole community realize God's presence among us. For our part, we pray that we may always be attentive to your needs and never take you for granted. You, like us, need friendship and love, welcome and a sense of belonging, kind words, and acts of thoughtfulness. We pray also for the priests who have wounded the priesthood. May we be willing to forgive, and may they be open to healing. Let us support one another during times of crisis. God our Father, we ask you to bless our priests and confirm them in their calling. Give them the gifts they need to respond with generosity and a joyful heart. We offer this prayer for our priest, who is our brother and friend. Amen. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Mackenzie Weber, 
a volleyball player. She played for four seasons at Kansas State in the Big 12 for the Wildcats. Did quite well. Academic All-Big 12 first team, two separate occasions. And uh, Big 12 commissioners honor roll, four separate occasions. So she performed well in the classroom. And uh, Mackenzie, uh, before the break, I, I wanted to talk about Christian teaching through sports growing up. And I know this has affected you, that sports was kind of a a uh, teaching ground, if you will, for learning the faith. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yes, um, I think that sports is, like my dad always said, is the best way to slowly integrate and bleed uh, Christian concepts without actually just blatantly saying them um, through the moments. For example, when we'd come home from practice and we would have a bad day and we would be frustrated by it, my dad would say, well, always, how did you do? What did you give glory to God through it? And did you feel like you how, gave your best? I said, yes. And then he's like, well, then you did nothing wrong. You shouldn't be disappointed. How can you improve? How can you be more generous next time? How can you give more to your team? I feel like I really learned um, servant leadership through athletics by always giving to my others. And ironically, the more I gave to my, give, gave to others, the more, the better I played um, and the better I did that day statistically in practice. Um, and I don't think that's coincidence. I think that is just how you're ingrained and how God has made us. The more we give to each other, the better we are because we are not focused on our doubts and our fears, but we are focused on the bigger picture and the bigger team. Now, on a personal level, um, like every athlete, they have to deal with adversity. Is there times in your athletic career where adversity surfaced and you had to make it a growth experience, if you will? Um, yes, for sure. I think... The truth is, when I got an opportunity to walk on, it was actually a trial period. So for the whole first spring semester, I kind of was on tryout, and every day I could walk in and they could call me after practice and tell me you're gone. Um, my dad kind of laughed and said, "Oh, you're really like an NFL player um, during preseason, where you never know when you're going to get cut or called in." Um, and so every day I walked in, and no one knew that I was on the chopping block, uh, but I was, and I every day had to say like. All I can do is do my best, and all I can do is thank the Lord that I'm here. And so I think gratitude is a central theme. I think that got me through athletics Mm -hmm. is the gratitude that I actually was here. And many people wanted to be here, but I get to be here. And not focus on if I shake the ball or not focus on if it was a bad day or if it was a great day and not ride the highs and lows because those will just never make you succeed. And so just really gratitude. My central theme is every day I got to walk on and say, I'm at the school I want to be at. I'm playing volleyball. It's where I love so much. And I get to give my whole self to it. And what else, what else are people looking for than to give themselves, some, give something of themselves fully to a concept or a goal. And that's what I got to do for yeah. four years. Yeah, well said. Now at Kansas State, obviously you're with your teammates a good chunk of the year. You're traveling with them. You get to know each other very, uh, you become very close in a very personal way. Um, how did you spiritually nourish your faith as a Catholic? Was there a Newman Center, or what? Uh, did you have other teammates that supported you? Supported one another? Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a great question. We had a Newman Center, actually, catty corner to the volleyball arena, so that worked out really great. So you could just walk two minutes, and then you're at the Newman Center. Um, so pregame was really easy to walk over and kick some quick prayers in before game day. Uh, but it was a thriving Newman Center for sure. And my first couple years, I wasn't that invested in my faith. And there were some girls who were Catholic who actually were very on fire. And I saw their maturity and it was really impressive. Um, but then my sophomore year, I got more invested myself. And 
luckily the Lord provided many women who were Catholic and also non-Catholic, but they were they wanted faith, and so it was really beautiful of an opportunity to um, invite them to mass in adoration. A lot of people who aren't Catholic, I found out, really love the silence of adoration, and so uh, my teammates a lot of times would actually come pray with me before games or after practice in adoration because we had it um, 24 hours or in the morning for extended hours at a time throughout the year at the Newman Center, luckily. So that is one way that I've always was so profoundly, I guess, like, shocked that these women would want to come pray with me in silence, and they always enjoyed it. Ron Meyer chatting with Mackenzie Weber. She played uh, volleyball at Kansas State, and now she's at South Dakota School of Mines and Technology, and she's uh, not in the classroom, but she's reaching out to uh, athletes on that campus. It's a Division II level for a group called Varsity Catholic. And Mackenzie, I know you're able to relate to the uh, collegiate athlete, obviously. What are you trying to do with your work for Varsity Catholic at South Dakota School of Mines and Technology? Yes, I am trying to be an outlet um, for these women to realize how much more fulfilling life is when you add God to the equation and how much more fulfilling sports are when you have the concept of giving yourself not just to athletics, but with God in your athletics. And that's what my main goal is, and I hope to achieve while I'm here. So some of the challenges for the athlete, I would think, is uh, certainly time management and getting in a time to maybe spend time with God. So what is there any uh, type of, of offerings that you have through this outreach that could get people involved who are athletes into maybe a more devout life of faith? Yeah, we have a Bible study. So I actually am a volunteer assistant coach for the volleyball team here. And that has been a wonderful opportunity to get back into the competitive environment in the gym, but also just to meet the girls more intimately every day. And I have I have a volleyball Bible study um, that has been just so great and just really blessed by God. And the girls just really want it. Um, one girl is actually Mormon, and she is now in RCA, interested in converting into Catholicism. And another one uh, just entered RCA. She's grown up Catholic, but she's never got confirmed. And she says it was really great. She's like, I want this because you made the church come back to life to me. Uh, and so it's been really awesome to see God's hand working through these girls. I think we all are craving the depth of a relationship that the Lord provides, even if we don't know it. Now, this was a big decision for you, I assume, because you graduate from Kansas State with your degree and you're not immediately entering the workforce, but you're doing some type of, I guess you would call it missionary work or some type of ministry uh, to these girls, these athletes in South Dakota. Was that a big decision for you to take that route? Um, yes, actually, I did go into the work first for seven months. I worked at Quaker Oats um, for a little bit. I got a job. The Lord just uh, <laughs> guided me in different ways. I really wanted to be a missionary, but it didn't work out the first time I applied. And then I got a job with Quaker Oats, and then they, um, I reapplied, and they called me later um, while I was working there and said, yes, we would love for you to um, take this job. And I was just really, yeah, had a hard decision to make because I really did enjoy my job at Quaker Oats. I was in my industry, and I had to make what was my career path. Do I want to stay in the industry? Do I want to work up? Or do I want to go into ministry? And so during my decision-making, I felt the Lord said, like, my deepest desire is to spread His name and to give to athletes. And so it was a hard decision, but also just a really good decision in the end now that I'm here, retrospectively. And I know that ministry is something that I want to pursue in a bigger scale than just for a couple of years on campus. 
Now, 2020 has been a crazy year. I think we could agree with that. And um, I'm sure some of the uh, college students coming in have a lot of questions and, and questioned a lot of things going on right now when uh, stability is kind of up in the air. Uh, do you find that they're reaching out more now because of what we're going through as a society and a country? You know, that's a great question. We were just going over some stats of the team, and it says that 33% um, of students on college campuses are more involved in focused Bible studies and just mentorship than they have in previous years. And I think it's because we have more time. And I think also because students don't know where to turn and there is a great anxiety with it. And it's really awesome to see how even in this turmoil time, when you get back to the roots of the basic, which is, you know, family, religion, and everyday necessities and friendship, that is what's going to bring you joy and pure happiness. And I think the students are figuring that out in 2020. So in some ways, I feel like they actually got a lucky break to figure it out faster than maybe some other students would. Now, I hear you use the word serve quite a bit. And St. Teresa of Calcutta, a.k.a. Mother Teresa, did that quite well. And I know this is a saint that you uh, look up to, follow closely. Uh, tell us why you have a special devotion to her. Yeah, Saint, I mean, St. Teresa is just, yeah, she, as many people know, is just a modern-day saint, but what I really love about her is kind of her full-on just commitment and buy-in to the Lord. As I am an athlete, I'm kind of an intense person naturally, so I am definitely more gravitated towards the more intense saints, and I feel like as I read more of her readings and her ideals of consoling Jesus' heart in Calvary, and a big one is that under a cross, we'll say, I thirst, and she really has meditated on this concept that Jesus thirsts for you and wants to love you intimately. And I think that that's something that I want everyone to understand is that he he died for us. He thirsts for us to love him and to console him. Um, and that's a very selfless act to do, to be like, yeah, Jesus, I want to console you during your suffering, um, and I want to be there as a light. And so that is something that I'm working on every day. Well, Mackenzie Weber has been our guest, and she's doing a great job right now at South Dakota School of Mines and Technology, reaching out to other female athletes, collegiate athletes, with the, uh, the message of faith, the Catholic faith, right there in South Dakota on that campus. Mackenzie, thanks so much for... Uh, sharing about your career. It must have been fun playing in the Big 12, no doubt, and having such a family support right there on campus. But i also like to thank you for sharing about your faith and the hope within you and for your time here on Blessed to Play. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two play.com. You can like us on Facebook and hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Mackenzie Weber, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.